Daily Drive is brought to you by eBay Motors. Auto dealers, are you missing the most engaged buyers because you don't know where to find them? At eBay Motors, you'll find buyers so motivated, they purchase a car or truck once every three minutes. Just call 866-210-5362 and mention code AUTONEWS to get 50% off your first two months. Hi everyone, this is Steve Smith with Automotive News. Welcome to Daily Drive for Monday, July 26th. The used vehicle market has been red hot over the past several months, and that's likely not going to change anytime soon, says Alex Rosenberger. He owns Mastercars, an independent auto dealership outside of St. Louis, Missouri that specializes in high-end, lightly used vehicles. He says business has been very good, and he says his gut instinct tells him consumer demand for well-maintained used vehicles is going to continue well into the new year. His gut instinct, honed after 22 years in the business of selling cars, also has has him thinking about all of those new, unfinished 2021 vehicles sitting on parking lots around the United States and future implications for the used vehicle market. Looking ahead, Rosenberger believes questions about vehicle quality may result in some dealers trying to offload those vehicles, particularly with 2022 scheduled to enter the showroom soon. When it comes to lenders financing used vehicles today at these higher prices, he doesn't have a lot of concern that we'll see some rash of underwater loans as used vehicle prices do likely cool over the next several years. Two reasons. First, he says most loans actually terminate after 18 months and don't go the full 48, 60, or 72 months. And second, he says there's so much transaction data available that lenders likely have a very keen understanding of what exactly they need out of a transaction. What else is he seeing in the used vehicle market? What's his views on electric vehicles? And what does he say would happen if he had an EV in his showroom on display next to a Corvette or a Dodge Viper? We've caught up with Alex Rosenberger, independent dealer and owner of Mastercars. Alex, thanks so much for joining me today on the Daily Drive podcast. How are you, my friend? Uh, Very good. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. You are on the front lines of the used inventory market. You've been in business for nearly 25 years. So what's business like? Uh, Business is, in short, business is good. Uh, We're busy. Um, is of course there is no used car factory so um it it's it's in our dna of chasing the product down finding that product it's just a little more challenging now and it's a little bit pricier so you're going out to auctions what are you seeing in terms of wholesale prices availability uh you know what's what's the what is the availability of vehicles availability is still very scarce um, and then, you know, for a nice vehicle with a good auto check or car fax, uh, good history, good options, good miles, you're going to pay dearly for it. Um, and that, of course, that translates over to the retail market. Um, and the retail market consumers, I think, are have been informed enough about it. They're constantly hear the drum being beaten over and over in the media about the shortage that's out there. And, and so we're not having too much uh, difficulty selling the vehicles once we get them here. Um, one of the bigger challenges was, you know, if they were financing, was getting them financed. However, most of the values have kind of caught up to the real market time now. So that difficulty is kind of waning a bit. I've also seen some of your efforts. You're actually asking people that are interested in selling their vehicles to give you a call. How's that working? Uh, That's working pretty well. It worked really well at first because people that truly had that third part – 
we're pretty much a we're a niche dealership. We dabble in some everyday stuff, but we kind of keep high end performance and luxury vehicles. Those tend to be third part, third vehicles for a lot of people. So at the beginning of that campaign that we were really pushing to buy private individuals cars, we had pretty good success with it. Then it kind of got to the point where, you know, a neighbor's telling a neighbor how they sold theirs and how much they got. And so the guy with just kind of, you know, um, you know, an 18 average mile Hyundai Sonata shows up and wants five grand over NADA retail. Well, we're kind of getting that stuff now. A lot of the good stuff has been snatched up. So it's getting more difficult to buy from private individuals. And then, of course, what I face on a daily basis is, you know, the Carvanas of the world and CarMax, things like that. They've gotten very aggressive on purchasing. And so competing with them is difficult, too. And, you know, they're putting these big, big numbers on cars that they haven't seen that I've seen that I wouldn't give that kind of money for. Well, I, I mean, your point, you mentioned earlier that, that, you know, customers are, are very much looking for these type of vehicles, particularly the vehicles that you generally hold in your inventory. Are you seeing any sort of hesitation to paying these, these higher prices from consumers? Or is it really, I, I want the vehicle, I understand the market and yeah, I'm, I'm willing to, to pay that extra, that extra money for it. That's that's what it's been uh, during the run of this the spring summer so far. It is if somebody has it in their mind that they want that particular car in that particular color, it must be that you know that the, that's the top end of their mileage range. They're just buying it, and they're aware that you know they're not going to get cheaper for any time soon. Um, I don't see this market relenting anytime soon, and we are you know comparing my July to my June, we are a little bit lighter on retail, but I also think. You know, if you scroll through your personal social media, um, look at all the people that are on vacation right now. It just um, it, it seems to be a, people are vacationing a little bit later in the year, which we usually faced in June. And my numbers for June and July are just kind of flip flop this year. Well, that's certainly caused by you know, a lot of America opening up. Um, certainly, we're seeing right. some headlines here the last two weeks that that there's some concerns. But to your point, I think people are you're getting on planes and they're getting out of here and they're kind of enjoying they're enjoying. Uh, being able to to get out there a little bit more, right, right, for sure, yeah, and 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 it was just a little bit later this year. So, let's talk about. Um, I'm curious, by the way, you, you, we see all this demand. Uh, you know, just how far away have you shipped a car? How, I mean, where are you getting customers from? Um, all over the country. I mean, mild, mild shipping. Probably the farthest so far this spring, summer, probably has been Washington State. Um, but that's not terribly uncommon for us because. Our market is so niche. It's you know we 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 often ship that far regularly anyway. You talked a minute ago that you know, you know you're seeing some cooling of these prices. You're seeing some of the the prices of you know cost you to get to get uh, vehicles going down a little bit. You know used car prices fell in the last two weeks of July. Inventories at dealerships are increasing. Are we seeing the end of this this uh, very hot used vehicle market? I don't think so. Um, and a lot of it, of course, you know, this many years in the business and being in business is um, a lot of it's gut. And uh, gut, number one, tells me, no, it's not the end. And number two, I my gut's always fed by something. And what it was fed by was a very interesting report that I read Wednesday from Intel, um, that which is the world's largest wholesale and retail supplier of microchips, that they are they are at least two years behind on supply. And it's it's going to come back to that. And then, you know, here we're in the St. Louis market, 
St. Louis County has just announced that they are going to go back to a mask mandate. Um, So we don't really know what's on the horizon there as far as production. As far as I know, this Delta Mm -hmm. variant could be serious enough that they cease production again, not because of chips, but because of COVID. And then it's it's going to compound this thing even further. Of course, if not, I'm totally wrong. That could be a really ugly situation. But um, I don't think it's going to cool anytime soon. And I think the only reason there was a little bit of a mild cooling and you saw that just little bit of dip, I really do think it has to do with people's um, – People have had the F, the ability to get out and move, and they're doing that, and they're on vacation. And as we get back to back to school time, I think you're going to see the numbers come right back up. Sales numbers, I mean. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, even in the last week, you've seen GM make announcements. I think that they are, um, uh, you know, stopping production short term of of some of its vehicles in response to the chip shortage. Uh, uh, you know, CEOs around the world are saying this is going to last into 2022, et cetera, et cetera. So, you're absolutely right that you know, even the auto that the automakers are concerned about that. But that leads to another interesting question, right? Because as much as now is shopping season, you're seeing a delay in that. The other thing that should be happening right now is the new model year should be coming in. Right. And and you should be seeing incentives on 2021s. I mean, how do you how do you think that's going to shake out as we move across model years and and this issue still still goes on? Right. Well, here's back to gut and it's and so a lot of these vehicles that are sitting around, you know, 3 quarters of the way built sans chips, um, those are going to ship at some point. A lot of those vehicles that are sitting there are already pre-sold units. And from my perspective, a guy in the car business, I don't want that car that's been sitting on a rental lot somewhere for three months, half built. I don't know how final assembly that's going to occur and it gets to market. And then, um, so think about, you know, if you're a very particular buyer and, you know, you do some research and how, when was this car put into production? When was this car finished with production? Who did final assembly on it? Was it done at the dealership? Was it done at the plant? Was it done out on the um, the holding lot? Um, there's a lot of questions there. So I think there could be a challenge for people accepting their 21 orders and then selling that um, stock inventory of 21 orders. That's going to be a challenge for manufacturers for sure. Thanks for listening. We'll be right back with more. The most motivated car buyers aren't knocking on your door anymore. They're online, but you don't have to look far. You can find them at eBay Motors. Our platform features over 7 million engaged users. Our buyers are so engaged, they enter over 3 billion search impressions per month and buy a car or truck every three minutes. Today's car buyer has high expectations when they browse online eBay Motors helps you meet those expectations. Use machine learning with our AI-driven vehicle pages, and you'll automatically optimize your buyer's experience. It's as easy as listing your inventory and watching as the most engaged buyers find you. If you've ever uploaded your automotive inventory to a website, you have more than enough skills to get your cars listed on eBay Motors. It will feel like you're setting up an entirely new car dealership within minutes. Once you list your available inventory, you'll have additional support from the platform, including a single destination page for your entire brand. Want to generate more sales automatically? eBay Motors lets you choose between auction, classified, and fixed-price listing options so the site does the heavy lifting. It even integrates with your existing dealer or vehicle management system. All you have to do is list your inventory. Sit back, relax, watch a movie, and then check back in to see the sales you've made. How do you start? It's as simple as creating an account. Call 866-210-5362 and mention the code AUTONEWS to get 50% off your first two months. Find out why selling cars has never been this easy. That number again, 866-210-5362. 
Well, long term, right? Two, three, four years down the right. road, you're also looking at what is the value of this as a used product. And I would think, I would imagine in some consumers' minds, some sort of pause that says, is this the highest quality vehicle built in 2021 versus a 2019, a 2018 or something that comes out in 2023, right? I mean, I would imagine that perhaps some consumers decide to delay purchasing a year to get into a 2023. Right. And and the whole other can of worms that opens up, too, because some of these are going to be super high quality vehicles, because what's happening now is they're stealing resources from the lower end margin vehicles, giving them to the higher end margin vehicles. And those are being built right on time, right on schedule and being delivered. Uh, you know, in General Motors, the Denali trim lines, the high countries, the Corvettes, they're getting the chips because they're taking them from the tracks and the Sonics and things like that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's going to be a very interesting turnover. Um, you mentioned this a little bit before, and maybe this is a little bit different from your customers because they are, you know, high end looking for these. But it's curious to me, and I wonder, and I'm curious if you have a point of view of why are banks financing these high uh, used vehicle costs right now? To me, it looks like a lot like a subprime underwater mortgage type of situation where these the values of these things drop while I still have you know two three years left of my loan. Do you have? I'm curious. What's your what's your opinion on that? Um, it, I, I I hear exactly what you're saying, and I think there's a little bit difference in there. Um, one, we we're conditioned with these higher values and thinking these are higher values because typical of what used to be the case with valuation guides, NADA, which is now J.D. Power, NADA, um, Kelly Blue Book, things of that nature. It was the way they ascertained their value was a certain percentage of what the MSRP was versus uh, the equation was the certain value of the MSRP, then the depreciation based on the age and miles. And they just kept going right down the line and they would just reduce it so much every week. Now there's so much data available, there's so much real-time information on transactions as reported through dealer track, through Route 1. Um, there's so much data is what these vehicles are really selling for and from the mass, massive um, auction houses like um, Odessa, Cox, Mannheim, all that. Um, they have true values on these things now, so the banks don't feel like they're this is my opinion. The banks don't feel like they're over lending on these because they are the true market values at this time. It's not just a guesstimation based on depreciation from what the MSRP was and what the current year is and what the current mileage is. Um, <clears throat> so I think they have a real grasp on what the market's doing. Now, that's one good thing. Second good thing um, is the people that have the ability to buy these vehicles. Um, probably are not subprime customers. You're maybe seeing that a little bit in the subprime market, but I, a subprime subprime automobile lender is going to be so much more conservative, in my opinion, than a subprime mortgage lender is. Um, and then another good thing, too, is I think these prices are going to hold for a while. I think you're going to see this level in relation to MSRP stay this high for a while. And a, a weird thing, which probably not a lot of people know, the average life cycle, even if you take a 72-month loan, the overall average lifespan of a, of a retail finance contract is about 18 months. And it's funny, the longer the finance is usually the shorter the trade cycle. Probably not a good situation there, but that is the case. So a lot of these people will be trading out of those vehicles within a two- to three-year time frame anyway. So um, I think it's going to be sustainable. The prices will hold. I don't see a real big uh, vehicle crisis coming. 
Very interesting insights. Uh, uh, thank you for for sharing that uh, your opinion. So, last question, and I'm just curious because everybody in this industry is is talking about it. Electric vehicles and you know, you know the used market, the world you sit in. A lot of these are in the high end category at this point. Certainly, that's going to continue to go downstream. In the world that you live in, uh, high end used used uh, vehicle. What's your take on electric vehicles? Ah, that is a great question, and and one I was hoping you wouldn't ask, <laughs> um, because <laughs> it's inevitable. It's heading that way, and again, this is gut, personal opinion. It's heading that way, good or bad. And I think most people that jumped on board immediately with a Tesla, a Chevy Volt, um, uh, the Honda Insight, any of those, they had nothing but good intentions. I don't know that there is great for the environment as an alternative to an internal combustion engine or not. Um, I think the, um, I think the way it's heading right now, and this is way above my pay grade and my, my engineering knowledge, my, my ecological knowledge. But I think that, you know, this, this strip mining for lithium, the disposal of lithium batteries, the replacement of lithium batteries, these cars that, um, are going to soon litter the junkyards, um, how toxic are they going to be and what are we going to do the earth stripping those elements and they've still got to be powered by something a very reliable source a good friend of mine um with a franchise dealership was being pushed hard to add a lot of um a lot of to their service department a lot of uh technology advances to handle the way that that brand is going for electric cars and uh in talks with the local um uh, electric company, if you had three to four people install superchargers on one block, it would crash the grid. Um, that's one block for an entire neighborhood or an entire zip code. So I don't know how sustainable this is or what direction they're going to have to go. I mean, is lithium the answer? Is a superstation in everyone's home an answer? Um, you know, it's great for uh, city driving and things like that, but you know, if you're you're a road warrior and in your territory, Chicago, St. Louis, Kansas City, um, does that make sense for you? Um, I, I don't know. There's so many unanswered questions for me. And um, back to the type of customer I deal with, the people that jumped on early, that kind of, you know, the guy that I would usually see that's going to buy whatever the newest, latest, greatest offering from Ferrari is, um, a new Viper, things like that. They abandon early for a Tesla. I've some of them I've seen come back, for the most of them I haven't. They seem to really embrace those vehicles, um, but I think that percentage is gone. And the most of the people I come in here, if I were, if there were a Tesla sitting on my showroom floor right now, sandwiched in between several 2021 Corvettes, Dodge Viper, Z06s, um, the people would cringe. But funny, their children and grandchildren would be all excited about the Tesla and not care about the other ones. So that might be the real telltale sign. It is an interesting point that says the younger consumer, right? You you watch them grow up and then you watch the technology advance and mature and some of those very important and I think valid questions that you ask, yeah, how those get answered. Um, this might be a younger, this probably is a younger generation thing. And, um, you know, sure. it'll be... It'll be interesting to watch how all this kind of plays out. Alex, thanks right. so much for joining me today on the podcast and sharing your perspective on what's going on in the used vehicle market. I appreciate you taking a few minutes. Thanks for having me. I really enjoyed it. Um, anytime, it's always a pleasure to speak with you. That's Daily Drive for Monday, July 26th. 
For breaking news, go to autonews.com. And to catch up on all of our episodes of Daily Drive, go to autonews.com forward slash daily drive. As always, thanks for listening and make it a great day.